Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, ladies, we have Jeannie Atkins. She is a real estate investor, EXP agent, extraordinaire. I mean, she's doing so many great things based in Orlando, Florida, has flipped more than 30 properties since starting six years ago. And what I think you'll appreciate most about this interview with Ginny is it's very real. It's very authentic, you know, and it's very much tells you the story of someone who has lost it all and how she's moved through that with grace and has built multiple streams of income, which is really just remarkable. Absolutely. And she breaks down what made her really stand up and move forward, building her business after those two situations that she shared that she lost it all, right? Because it's one thing to face those challenges is another thing to thrive. And she breaks it down how she was able to do that by creating uh, a system where she is part of a circle and she can rely on others and use her experience not as hurdles, but as strong tools that she can use to propel her to succeed in anything that she puts her hands on. Interest rates are sky high in 2023, and buying a rental property means you could get stuck with an 8, 9, or 10% mortgage rate. But what about a 2.99% rate with rent to retirement? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate with an average cash flow of over $900 per month. Plus, they've got options where you can put as little as 5% down with no PMI. As the nation's leading turnkey investment company, Rent to Retirement helps investors build headache-free, high-cash-flow rental portfolios. And since their properties are fully turnkey, newly built or renovated, leased and managed, anyone can invest, even those who aren't into landlording. So what are you waiting for? This 2.99% rate deal won't last long. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes. But how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show, where we are on an enormous mission to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life. 
Right, Andrea? So that is what we eat, sleep, and breathe, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I always think about it. I was like, oh, that's kind of like a big deal. But I, that's what we chose. So here we go. Yes. I was telling someone today, I said, you know, it's our passion. It's our business. It's like everything. And she's like, I totally get it. You know, um, we have Ginny, Miss Ginny Atkins with us today. She is an extraordinary investor. She's our meetup leader in Florida. She's a Strive member. She's part of our EXV org. She's just amazing. So thank you for being here, sharing your story with us and our community. Thank you for having me. It's such a privilege to be part of this. Very cool. So before we get there, we'd love to get connected with you and share something that's coming up for us. Some some sort of quick lesson, some sort of quick tip, or some confession we want to make as we dive into this. <laughs> I didn't know we were supposed to make confessions. I kind of made it. I made I I use this time to like, so this is how my son thinks of me, you know? <laughs> but it's good, right? So as we learn, as we grow, we're sharing just some quick tips and lessons with you. We try to we try to go deep a brief. So Andressa, you're on today to share something coming up for you before yeah. we jump into Ginny's story. It's a confession. <laughs> so for all of you that are, you know, hearing about my journey, I moved to my new house and I planned the moving quite like for more than I think two months in advance, right? But I handpicked a day that I think was the worst day ever to move. And it was uh, a Saturday and the Friday was beautiful, sunny day. Sunday was beautiful, sunny day. Saturday was a blizzard. And that's when I picked. I didn't know that, obviously, but I had in, in my head, no matter what day I picked, since my childhood, we have this tradition that is going to rain no matter what. No matter what, it's going to rain. So I even joked with my mom. I said, hey, mom, text her and say, hey, mom, guess what? I'm moving tomorrow. And I think that is going to. And she's like, rain, right? So I woke up very early morning, very peaceful, grateful for, you know, moving to my new home. And I got that drizzle rain. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like blessings, blessings. As the, the day start going, Jesus Christ, what was that? Liz and Matt came to support and I hired movers, right? <laughs> My movers were like, I'm not going to get into details, but come talk to me at the investor con and I'll talk, tell you more about my, my movers because I don't get, I don't want to get sued by it, but it was quite a comedy, right? And Liz and Matt came and I was like, I don't know if I cry here about what's gone on. Or I said, Matt, let's get the truck. It was 10 minutes away. We had to drive like five miles per hour. We couldn't see it. We couldn't see a thing. A thing, zero. And then <laughs> Liz, I was like, Liz, we're not going to be able to pack everything. So no, don't no, worry. no. I go in your kitchen. I got to interrupt you. I'm sorry. But I go into Andres's kitchen and I'm looking <sighs> in the cupboards and all her plates are there, all her cups. Literally, yeah. like, this is her kitchen. She's, I'm like, when are you moving the stuff in your kitchen? Tomorrow, oh, I'll come, the day after. I'll come back tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. I'll get this done. Well, where are you going to get boxes? I'm like, I'll figure that out. Well, how are you going to do it? I'm like, Liz that's went easy. to a supermarket and I was like, I didn't know the supermarket sold boxes to move, but they don't. Here comes Liz with, what is that? The produce boxes? Yeah. Yeah. Produce boxes. A yeah. ton of boxes. I was like, how did you, the hell did you get all those boxes? So I talked to them, talked to them and it was anyway, 
Supermarkets always have boxes for free. Anyway, you could be horrible. You could lose your temper at any minute during the day. You're like, this is a, a shit show over here, right? <laughs> but the reason why I'm saying to you is that, you know, we stick, we stick with it and we got the job done no matter what. Like, I'm so appreciative of Mad Liz to not just keeping to help me, but we start having conversations and, and making jokes of things and playing the arena together that I know that we were going to move no matter what was happening. It could like come a hurricane. So you want those people around you and you want to build relationships where you can really lean on people, which is very hard for me to do that. And the appreciation that I have for them it's just like be, beyond, you can pay that, you can pay, you can't have that. But that's a memory that we're going to have for forever. And that is, to me, that's money in the bank. My love language is quality time, number one. And that's what they gave me. So I felt loved. I felt helped. And I was like, I'm so lucky to be moving to this house, but I'm so freaking lucky to have people like them in my life. Right? Oh, when I sweet. look back... I, I am because in, and we have a type of relationship that I, it's not just business, it's also business, but we have a very strong foundation that we can rely on. And that I'm going to say the bad part about that is that it's a very high bar. I am not interested in halfway friendships. You know what I mean? I can be, I can have an acquaintance or a friend. But I feel that the people that I like, that I want to spend time with, are those folks that are no BS and that they can play in the arena with me and they allow me to play in their arena with them. And that's what, what I want. Create those and build those relationships. And we didn't start now, right? We, we met a long time ago. And everything that we do in this community here from my standpoint, it comes from that point. We don't want to just promote connections among your you guys. Now, I want you guys to find those relationships that you guys can rely on. So that's where Liz and I stand on every single thing. The people that we interview, to our meetups, to our groups, accountability groups, to our investor con, across the board. We want you to be real so you can meet real people so you can rely on each other. So Liz, again... Thanks, bud. <laughs> you're very welcome. It was great. I'm like, you're not doing this tomorrow. I'm doing it now. It'll take me an hour and a half. And it was done about an hour and a half. You know, that's like, like my old... Stop it, Liz. She's like, no, I'm done. I'm she done. Took, she took leadership. I was like, there's no freaking way I can... She's not letting me. She's like, and man, I was like, give up. I was like, okay, give up. That's where you see my dominance come out. I'm not always yeah, like that. I gave up. In certain ways, right? <laughs> All right. Without further ado, Miss Ginny, your path has been so inspiring and, and we've had the pleasure of connecting with you on, on, on various moments. So we're like, we got to have you on our podcast. So we always like to kind of kick things off and ask you the question, what propelled you to get involved in real estate investing? I've always had a love for real estate. I actually came from, my dad is a, was a carpenter. And so I grew up being around real estate and you know, he'd take me to work sometimes and I'd get to see the lumber yard or I'd get to see somebody's home or things like that. So I've always been around it. He ran his business out of our house. So I'd have to answer the phone, you know, for him and make appointments and things like that. So it isn't essentially what I started out intending to do. I actually went to college, got a degree in merchandising 
was going to go to design school and all that kind of stuff. So I have a background in interior design. And, the, you know, I was just one of those people that was never on track. I would be like, squirrel, 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 jump around. <laughs> and so I changed I my major. I think majors. a lot of people can relate, Jeannie, to yeah, be quite honest. Several times. Yeah. I changed my major like three times and then ended up after six years of college getting married, you know, having children. And then I was like, well, I really want to stay at home, be a stay at home mom. And so I was able to work at a gym and be a trainer for a little bit. And then I got a job working in ministry in church. And I worked in their office as an office manager for many years, got to use my creative skills and building big, huge stages and that kind of stuff. And oversaw women's ministry and youth and all that kind of stuff and traveled and did missions. So I did all that for a really long time and I loved it. But as you know, you get a little bit older and things grow and change, it just stopped being the right fit for me. So in 2015, I went to one of those weekend real estate conferences and I was hooked. I was like, this is it. I, I just knew that was it for me. And so I unfortunately bought the boat, Mercedes, the house, and everything that goes along with those education <laughs> programs. Um, but I learned a lot, you know, and I jumped in all in. I did my first flip in 2016 that took an entire year. I lost an enormous amount of money and a friend along the way because I jumped right into that partnership, that LLC that they tell you never to do or make sure every single role is identified. And we thought, no way, we've known each other for 10 years. We don't need that. You know, we trust mm. each other. We know each other. And biggest learning curve, you know, was was doing that. And that LLC took three years to unwind. And so a lot of lessons along the way. And it didn't, the good news is I left that flip, didn't have anything else lined up, but in the process found another kind of a mentor. Somebody else I went to church with was a property manager and somebody said he did investing and he was getting really busy. So he brought me on to work in his office. I didn't necessarily work in property management, but he had a lot of property to sell. So I jumped into selling turnkey real estate traveled around the country working for different affiliates and speaking at different events and working with out-of-state investors. So I did that for a while, got my license in the process and you know, then I'm flipping lots of homes with him. So right from the get-go, I was working in property management and turnkey real estate. I was working inside, I don't know if a lot of you know Newview Trust Company. I was in yeah. their corporate building. So their owner was one of my bosses too, because I was just kind of in this mix of partnerships. And so I'm in Florida, we do land trusts. So I had a land trust company inside my office too. We were just kind of sharing office space. So I was privileged to learn all these different things just kind of by osmosis and them including me in their meetings and their process. You know, I learned level 10 meetings and all that kind of stuff, right? at the beginning of my career in real estate. So I would say I've I've been part of lots of things, but I didn't really jump out on my own until practically 2020, you know? So done a, a lot of flips, a lot of flips, and just got into starting to buy and build my portfolio in 2020. So. Wonderful. Jenny, what I appreciate about you is your honesty at all times when we... We talk, and I think that that's really relevant for all the listeners that can relate. 
Because I think that a lot of the TV shows and, and what we we see is like a straight line, right? This is point A and then point B. And this is how you're supposed to be. This is like I was born to be a real estate investor. And that's quite far from the reality, right? We make turns, we go back, we go forward, and then we go along. And sometimes we are working for other folks they were like, is this a waste of time? Or actually, this is really what uh, it's building my skill set in order for me to really propel my my business. So I really appreciate you sharing that because we are setting the right expectations for real estate folks because it's it's just not a, a straight line. It would never be, <laughs> never be. There's so many ups and downs. Today is an up, tomorrow can be a down, or there's ups and downs the same freaking day. So get ready. It's a freaking roller coaster. Buckle up. <laughs> it definitely has been. I mean, even before real estate, before I even knew I could even do this, you know, I lost my house in the crash in 2008, 9, and 10. I went broke. And then, you know, from working in the church, traveled my way back to getting debt free again, only to join real estate and lose it all right there in that first year. Mm. So I have been up and very down and up and very down. And then, you know, it's, it's the circle of people, you know, that bring you back up. I was going to ask you that because for, for many people, right, when they try, quote unquote, try real estate and it does not go right. And you lost a friend in the middle. They, people might say, well, I try it. It's not my thing or not for me. And they give up. So what you're saying is that how you went back up again. Oh my gosh. Well, I'll tell you, after losing my house and being a renter and trying to, you know, recoup the loss that we had from that, I really wasn't sure I had what it takes. I really, really didn't know that. And and then I did that flip and I lost all that money. And I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And at that time, I did not have my real estate license either. At that time, my husband in the crash and all that process had lost his job and had just gotten back to the corporate world. And here I am working at, you know, a church making nothing. Okay. I'm making no money and found myself in that process. My husband, he opened a pool service business. And so I was going to say that because I know about the yeah. pool thing. I was like, where's yeah. the pool in the yeah. middle of all of this? Well, so I found myself, you know, in the summertime, Yours truly, we had clients and those pools had to get done. And if my husband was working, I was doing them. So literally when I, before I went working with this property manager, I was sitting in the driveway on the hottest day in July, had just cleaned this pool, just a mess. And he calls me, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you think I'm doing? I'm sitting in the driveway. I'm hot. I just <laughs> cleaned a pool. And he's like, oh, okay, well. Do you want to go to this real estate conference? I'm like, yes, I always want to go to a real estate conference because he would invite me as his guest. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, okay, well, I got this thing coming up. Can you go? And I said, yep, I don't care what I have going on. I can go. And then he goes, so what else are you doing? I'm like, Greg, stop asking. I mean, I'm, I'm not having any pride here, you know, <laughs> <Doing pools. laughs> and he's like, well, I kind of need some help. I'm like, well, what kind of help? He's like, well, I'm getting really busy. I could use your help in the office if you're interested. And I'm like, is tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. okay with you? <laughs> He's like, you have uh, air conditioner? Yeah. I'm in. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's really how it started. I showed up the next morning. I met him. I met Glenn. And the rest is kind of history. I, I came home, told my husband, I'm like, find somebody else. I'm busy. I'm working. Got a job. Got to go. <laughs> and now I just join him for fun on occasion. We have, we've built up another successful company mm-hmm. in the process while we both have full-time jobs, you know? So it wow. is all about those. Figuring out, you know, when you have lost everything, you're like, how many streams of income can I have? How many different ways can I make money? So, I mean, I still do design jobs for people, interior design jobs on the side. We have our pools. I have retail real estate. I love the investor EXP organization, you know, and, and I brought on a few agents. So I love teaching. And, and, you know, I managed the brokerage that I had been part of for a couple of years before going out on my own. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's always learning, always a process. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny. I mean, I, I've had a lot of deep conversations with you, Ginny, and it's something that comes up for, for, I think all of us is that that moment of, and I wrote it down, not sure. I'm not sure if I have what it takes. And I think, I think there's some have more of those moments, you know, I've had my share of them and some are more felt deeper, but I think, I think everyone can relate to there's things that happen and it's just like, you're just not sure. You're just not sure you're on the right path. I mean, I remember when the market crashed and I went back to my job that I left, literally the job I left, I went back to <laughs> just so we can keep making money and, and kind of keep the, the, the wheels on our, our house and our real estate business just wasn't really, you know, giving us what we needed it to. And I'm like, I just not, I'm not sure. And then we pivoted and shifted and, and things started to move in a good momentum. And so I, I guess the point, I guess the question I have for you and for the women listening is when they have that moment, because women listening and the men who listen to have all had that moment. I'm just not sure I have what it takes. What did you do? What did you say to yourself? Like if you had to break that down, if you had to dissect that, how did you move through that? And then move through it twice, right? Two big things that, mm-hmm. holy crap, this is happening again. Yeah. Clearly you take action because that person calls, next day you're there. That's, that's clear from what I'm hearing and what I know of you. Yeah. That's who you are. But if you had dissected further, what did you do? What did you think? Well, I, I, I think what was running through my head was I'm not letting this happen. You know, I, I just can't let this happen. My family needs me to succeed. I mean, I, I watched my husband lose his job at the time when I wasn't making any money. And I was like, okay, I grew up in a family that didn't make any money. I mean, we struggled. I'm a, from a family of seven. And we struggled all through growing up. I did. I never had an allowance. I started working. And this is probably part of it. I literally started working probably at eight or nine years old, doing my brother's paper route when he was in sports. And, you know, he needed the money. And that was my job. I'm the sister. I can help. Just go do it. And I think that work ethic has kind of stuck in me. I'm willing to work and do whatever is needed. And... I was really scared. I'm I'm not going to lie. There were times when I was really scared and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. But what I did know is that I knew people. That's that's so key. And I would say that to any woman out there. It is all about who's your circle. And I had to get brave too. I had to ask people. I was really uncomfortable asking for help, you know, and, and let them reassure me that I was smart enough, that I could do this, that, you know, you just, you can't be in a hurry. You can't skip the steps. That's another thing too. 
you know, a lot of people get into real estate and think I'm going to go zero to a hundred in six months. Then it's not. I'm in what six years now, and I'm still very much a beginner. And I know a lot of people have great success in a short amount of time. I think because of what I've been through, I'm a lot more conservative, you know, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay doing it slowly because I want to know that I'm building strength underneath my belt, you know, and (laughs) I sure don't want to go through another, you know, downturn. And so I'm watching, you know, everything that's happening in the market. I'm being very conservative, but I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely a bigger risk taker. I'll take action. If I know what I know, I'll go. And sometimes I go when I don't know what. (laughs) comes with the circle what i know about you is that you show up to play right you show up you show up to to this guy say yeah i'll go yeah i'll go and then i'll figure it out when when you hear genie saying i am you know brand new don't get me wrong people this woman (laughs) this woman is a successful investor a successful realtor and she's building a team too. So her her skill set beyond what are you guys hearing here is really tremendous. Besides you being such a, a pleasure to to be around, you know the yeah. the, the saying like you, you you are part of my circle. Uh, the people there don't don't know about that, but Jeannie is the type of person I met you last year in person, but we need we knew each other virtually. But it's the type of person that you're like sit down and just like reel since the out of bat. Mm. We can't we can be another way, right? So in terms of you have a lot going on. You're doing Airbnbs. You're building your EXP team as a realtor. You have your own investments. So from from that perspective, as you you mentioned, I and I want to do like a parallel, right? I want to connect the dots here. You mentioned that when you lost everything. You created different streams of income. Is that also what you're doing now with your your company as a whole? You're an investor. Yeah. You also have your, your real estate license so you can leverage. And you're also building a team so you can also leverage that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's the, the benefit of, first of all, the EXP organization, right? There's streams of income that you can produce beyond just your typical sales in real estate. They have opportunities for long-term income there. So that's been a benefit and one of the reasons I, I came back to EXP. And you know, the flips, they provide the income I need to turn around and build my portfolio. And I'm jumping into Airbnb because it's a larger stream of income in a shorter amount of time. It is definitely another occupation because I'm self-managing and don't let anybody let you think that you just kind of set it and forget it. That is not the case. What? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's a learning curve as well. It's definitely learning something new. So I feel like, okay, I've got about five streams of income now. Now it's about, okay, building the processes to kind of take all of that off my plate, you know, and not have to do all of it at once because I've been a solopreneur for a very long time. And even though I partnered a lot in the beginning, those partnerships were kind of in name only. I took the bulk of the work on myself. Mm. So I was the project manager. I was the acquisition manager. I would find the private money and I was um, the dispositions manager as well. What were they bringing to the table? The name of the company. Uh (laughs) You know, it was one of those things. And, And at that time I was learning and I loved it. Right. I was like, oh yeah, I could do this. Oh yeah. And that's the problem we women do too. We take on too much 
to kind of prove our strength and think that, yes, I got it all and I can hold all, everything on my shoulders. And we can, we can, we just shouldn't, you know, it's not that you can't do it, but then you burn out. You know, I would say I'm, I'm feeling really lucky right now that I have my partner, Lisa, as the project manager, because I'll tell you what, I walked into that house yesterday and I think there were hey. nine vendors there. She scheduled at the same time. And I, thought, <laughs> I love her. Man, I would lose my mind. I said, I am really glad I'm not the manager today. They're all yours. I'll see you later. Yes, I like this. No, I don't like that. You <laughs> know, let's keep going. <laughs> so Love that's it. been huge for me, even though I love the design side of it. She's been really great and she'll run all of those kind of things by me just to make sure it's cohesive. But it's fun now. That part is really fun because I can, you know, do what I do best. And she's in her sweet spot. And she's a true I, partner. She, yeah. She brings a lot to the table. She's the real deal. No BS. Yeah. And you know what? I've been through, I've partnered with a lot of different people. That's part of my journey too, is, is partnering with a lot of people that were not on the same page. And I made those huge mistakes. I kept thinking it was going to be different each time. And I'd vet it a little bit more and a little bit more, but each time you learn, you know, you can do a deal or two and then say, nope, this one doesn't work and just move on. But that's the benefit of JV agreements and not jumping into an LLC. I have not done an LLC with anybody else except my sister with this Airbnb, but I'm not going to if I don't have to either, ever. Yeah, (laughs) there's a lot of different ways, right? There's a lot of ways to structure things. Before I forget, because I want to talk about joint ventures. It's a very common, it's actually one of the first ways Andres and I work together as well, Mm -hmm. right? So and I think it's an underutilized opportunity for people, especially when they're they don't want to create that first, you know, entity. And it's scary. And it's just a great way to. So I want to dive into that. Is the dating of, date. of partnerships date. exactly. before I before I go there? I want to just mention really quickly because it's just a really comprehensive a guide we put together. If you guys go to our website, literally, this is a very very thorough guide. It's not just a way for us to get your email, but it's the realestateinvestor.com slash free giveaway. It's literally like, I think a four or five page document of literally questions we put together so you can answer and you can have your partner answer. If that's the structure you're going to go after, it's like a partnership kind of hack, if you will. It's just highly recommended. Andres and I took a long time creating that because it, it is fantastic. Yeah. So I just want to mention that for those who are following along with us, really, really, really freebie for you. Just Little little plug there just to help you out. Yeah. Um, but let's go into joint venture here. I, I think it's a really important strategy that just a lot of people get just just not as familiar with. So so walk us through your first JV joint venture, you know, uh, project, if you will. And again, ladies, it's an agreement you put together with you and another person or another entity or two entities, right? And it's something that you know you can have someone. Obviously, you want an attorney to put together this agreement for you. But in essence, it's it's a really way to date. Because you're not creating a new company together. You're just putting an agreement together to say what what one another is doing and what the agreement is. So walk us through what that looked like for you, what you did, what they did, and just some tips that, that yeah. would be helpful for the women listening. I'm not going to refer to the first deal I did because <laughs> we essentially didn't create one. That's okay. <laughs> but when I really got educated and, and got a joint venture agreement that I could work with, and it was from my land trust company, it really lines up what your role is who's responsible, who's the final say-so on every little detail. Like Andressa always says, when it comes to the finishes, who makes that decision? Because you can both argue it, but somebody makes the decision, the final say-so. Who hires the vendors? Who pays the bills? Where does the money go? 
Like when you get private money or whether it's a mortgage or anything, who's holding that money? Who's in charge of that? And so, so with me, because the private lenders were my contacts, we would gather the money and it would all come into my account and I was paying all the vendors. Right. And so I had all the paperwork for all the vendors, all, you know, that was kind of my role was to make sure I had all the insurance, liability, lien waivers, all that kind of stuff that you would need on a project. I was in charge of that. And I did, I I did this before I joined Strive, but I have Google Docs and I have, you know, things so you can share it back and forth with my mm-hmm. accountant and with my partners and they have access to see what's going on on a regular basis. So you would have a project manager, somebody that just dealt with the day-to-day business. And then you had, you know, somebody's in charge of all the acquisition and disposition. So I would gather, because I always put things in land trusts, you know, I would deal with the IRA company and receiving those funds, set it up with the title company. I just do all the back-end paperwork, right, for the acquisition. And then I was paying all the bills during the renovation, sometimes even managing the renovation. And then I was selling it and doing all the retail stuff. So I basically set it up. You can set it up any way you want, but mine was always a 50-50 deal because we were both borrowing the money from the private lender. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes, like in this most current case with my sister, I'm dealing with somebody that has no experience, you know, so it looks very different. So we have a different uh, amount of beneficial interest in the trust and we have different profit splits and we have different ways that we're dealing with the Airbnb. So you can be as creative as you want to, but you definitely want to have an attorney looking that over and making sure because you can't, you can say whatever you want in the JV agreement, but you want to make sure it's going to hold up in court if you ever have to yeah. go there. or if somebody dies. So that's another really important thing to have as part of your JV agreement. What if something happens to me that I can't make a decision or I can't pay the bill? Did I add them to my bank account so that they have access to the money if it's necessary? You know, there's there's so many things to think about way beyond the project. You know, absolutely. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. 
Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I would say, okay, if I get hit by a bus, Liz, if yeah. you get hit by a bus, if we both get hit by a bus at the same time, <laughs> right? It, it, and it's it's just real. Uh, we had those conversations, but I think the most important thing here, ladies that are listening, what we, we need to get is that have those conversations prior, prior of shaking hands. Because you don't want to, be in the middle of your project and deciding like chandelier who like, oh, I don't like that. Why did you do that? Or no, I want to change it. And what is going on? Right. And if it is not a rehab, if it is a rental, I don't care what strategy it is or what business it is that you are in. If you're doing different type of business, Liz and I have different roles. I don't know what's going on in certain areas to the extent that she does and vice versa. And I cannot call Liz every single time I have to make a decision. Imagine. You'll be crazy, Liz. You. <laughs> I'll Please be calling don't. you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And she doesn't want that. Right. But your your partnership needs to be very, very solid. Of course, if I'm writing a check that has a, a lot of zeros, yeah, she is in it. Absolutely. But other things, think about the bottleneck, right? What are the things that freaking don't matter? And it's just a bottleneck. You have partnerships so you can leverage time and 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 move along. And if there's those bottlenecks are just going to, uh, right, it, and stay there. So Liz and I have been, we work throughout uh, the years. And one thing that I want to share with you guys is that have those, as Jeannie's saying, those meetings and have like what's working, what's not working. And, uh, and, and it evolves. Partnerships evolves. Our partnership evolves. Right, Liz? Yeah. Continue start and stop, right? That's a good one, too. Yep. Ask each other, you know even if it's a new relationship, I think people actually sometimes really do. I think most people do set out with the right intentions. They structure things, they thought about it, and then all hell goes to whatever that's called or all something yeah. goes somewhere else. It just doesn't, doesn't work, right? So bad at um, metaphors. My point in saying that though is that could be avoided. People don't realize that. You know, that, that could be avoided if you're having these conversations and talking about the tough things before <laughs> the shit hits the fan. I knew I'd think about it. Delay. But Andressa and I have had conversations where uh, a little issue gets nipped in the bud, right? I'm sure you, you do this too, Jenny. It's like a little thing is a little thing. Well, a little thing that doesn't get discussed becomes a medium-sized thing. And then that doesn't get discussed becomes a big thing. And then you don't even want to look at the person. We would avoid that. And then and when you are sports. having a discussion, it's not even about that that no. yeah. in front of you is about all that other those, thing. Yeah, that yeah. other thing. Well, it's not to say that it won't happen anyway, 
Absolutely. That happens in the middle of a project where the things get tense, like sure. yep. the project falls behind or you run out of money or, you know, something happens with buyer. I mean, I had a deal getting ready to close right when they shut everything down with COVID. Yeah. And I had to switch up my game super fast and go from, hey, we're buying this all cash and had the money lined up to, nope, we're going to do an option. You know, and and having the the education to know that we're going to do it that way and not close and put all this money into and not losing it all, you know, you've got to have those strategies in place too. But stuff happens because when you know during that time, and I get a buyer, and then the lender the day of closing or night before closing drops the loan, then you're like, okay, I got to start over, and your partner has to trust you to close it out and not yeah. jump in, and you know that's. That can happen too. I had a partner that wanted to call the lender. I'm like, you can't do that. You're not the agent. You have no part of this, you know? <laughs> and, and that's what caused a cave-in of that relationship, really, because mm-hmm. I had somebody that was high control. And I was like, you can't control this. You're just going to have to trust me and ride it out. That's it. Um, and that's another part of just trusting your partner and, and knowing where you stand and having those rules in place. Yeah. Rules of engagement. Absolutely. I want to mention too, as, as you're navigating, you know, is it a JV agreement? Is it, you know, a full-on partnership in terms of creating an LLC together? Whatever it is, remember people often think there's just like one or two ways to structure things. And there's just so many ways. It actually can be overwhelming, but in a good way, because it's all creative. And the only way to really know, you know, how people are they going to be a lender? They're going to lend you the money. They're going to be an equity partner. What's the exit strategy? You know, what are their what are their goals? What are your goals? Again, people just don't talk about those bigger questions versus like the project questions. Those are important, right? How we're going to do this flip? How we're going to structure things? But the bigger questions of like, you know, where do you want to be in five years? Right. That's right. important to know if you're. I don't even JVing with someone where they want to be in five years is an important question because now you know, is this a short-term relationship or is this a long-term relationship? Are they doing this as a means to an end or we, can we really create something beautiful together? No right and wrong, but I can't tell you how many times we structured deals because of that answer of that question. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that answer, you really can't structure a very effective deal, in my opinion. If I don't know on just his five-year goals, if she's just like, you know, I want to empower women for this year. And then going I, you know, this with is really the wind. to an end because can I you really hear, want to do this. Can you hear me? Like, I'm just going with the flow. Can you, can you imagine me? No, I that? can't imagine that. <laughs> Unless you're on drugs, there but, be a um, process for it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a really important question. Of Dude, like, that's what, right. Is there a process to go with the wind? But that's an important thing for me and, and Andressa to know, is this, a, is this something that we both want to do just for a little bit or whatever it is, whatever that project is, whatever the company is, whatever the quote unquote building is really helpful to know people's five-year goals. Mm-hmm. I know it's important on Justin. She knows it's important to me and it yeah. evolves. What becomes new to me is I'm, I'm sharing that with her. She's mm-hmm. sharing things with me. It's like one and done. So I just really want to mention that because it's- you guys um, want to know Liz? Liz, 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 Liz will open up a funeral home. Huh? I yeah. do. I think I'd be great running a funeral home. That's yep. another business on And I'm going to do the processes. I'm not going to do the family stuff. No, I do. I, I want to like that. welcome. I, I think people have thought I'm at funeral funerals. People think I'm, I work there, <laughs> which is funny. You're just checking on everybody, making sure. Yeah. And they're okay. like, oh, do you work here? Because someone, I didn't know. I'm like, no, I don't work here. But 
It's not a bad idea, you know? May I be an owner-operator? I don't know what I'd be there, but... Oh, God. Real estate involved, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. For sure, we will own the, bu- the building. Yep. Uh-huh. Definitely. You know, um, I think that would bring my warmth to that, but that's another stage. So, Ginny, you know, this has been very helpful to share your journey, and, and there's so many ups and downs, and, and tend to see that now you have a partner, and it's working, and you're thriving. It doesn't come without challenges. It doesn't come without growth for everything, but you're you're making it happen. And you had those moments of your life that you persevered. So so thank you for sharing that with us and in the community here. And where can the ladies listening learn more about you? Join the Orlando Investor Meetup, yeah, or right. learn more about what we're doing with our our EXP org, which is just an amazing group of women who are real quick agents, great agents, phenomenal agents, growing their agent business and want to invest in real estate and grow their generational wealth too at the same time. So so we really appreciate you being and being part of so many of our communities. And so where can the ladies learn more about you and follow along your path? Well, you can email me, Jenny at JennyBuysHouses.com. I'm Jenny Buys Houses and Jenny Adkins Real Estate on Facebook and Instagram as well. I'm also on LinkedIn, Jenny Adkins. You can find me there. So I'd love to connect with any of you, especially any agents that are really trying to get into investing. There's a lot to learn. And actually, even if you're not ready to invest, there's so many things that are so valuable as an agent to learn from investors. So I'm happy to help anybody that wants to reach out. Thank you both so much for having me. I love you both. (laughs) It has been such a pleasure being part of this community and leading the meetup has been awesome. I have met some phenomenal ladies. We love you very much. For those of you that are listening, all Genie's information you guys can find on our show notes. Now I have three quick questions for you, Genie. The first one is, what is the most transformational book you ever read? Boy, that's a tough one. I think for me, especially getting started, was the one thing. Because like I said at the beginning, I was all over the map. It, it's very hard for me to settle into focus because mm-hmm. I love lots of things, you know? So listening to the one thing probably at least once a year helps me just filter down what's most important and get it done. Awesome. And what's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life, whatever balance may seal? You know, a couple of years ago, my husband encouraged me to go work out with him. And with us being so busy, it's the one thing we do together. 5 a.m., we're leaving for the gym and, you know, we get an hour in three days a week. And it's it's been huge. It's been huge for my energy, especially at this age where it wanes a lot. I used to like have to nap at two o'clock every day and (laughs) I don't need to do that so much anymore. I think exercise really helps settle me down and and keep my focus and getting enough sleep. Those are, those are big self-care items for me. Wonderful. And the last question is which woman famous or not has inspired you the most? You know, I most recently was listening um, to Kim Kiyosaki's book, Rich Woman. And I think that I have watched her over the years since I started in real estate. And she just is so down to earth. I'm so excited to listen to her at FestiveCon. But I think that I really admire that because I'm very practical. I'm very straightforward. Just give me the bottom line. And it feels like that's kind of the way she is. She's just so tutorial in the way she speaks to women. And she's never downplaying or upplaying anything. So 
I think that's been really influential to me. Exactly. Kim is preparing an exclusive presentation for all the women attending InvestorCon in Charlotte, June 23rd and 24th. I just can't emphasize enough, people. This is not your regular real estate conference. This is going to be a transformational two-day event. We are pushing the boundaries. And I can guarantee you there will be laughs and there will be tears. But it's all worth it at the end. So I would like to thank you, Jeannie, for, for being here with us, for being who you are, being this journey with us. Cannot wait to see you in June and yeah. chat with you again. I know. Thank you both so much. I really Thank appreciate you so much, you Jenny. Both. Appreciate you mm-hmm. so much and appreciate you sharing your journey. Just have a good one. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.